Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Pisces season horoscope is an excerpt from your 2024 year ahead reading. These readings are deep dives into the major themes and influences of the year for your sun, moon, and rising signs. Purchase yours today from the link in our show notes. Registration is now open for Embodied Astrology's 2024 and 2025 programming. Our curriculum starts with the astrological new year and Aries season equinox. Join us for a life-changing journey of experiential astrology, where you'll deepen your understanding of chart reading, symbolism, intuition, and divination, craft creative containers and support your artistic practice through working with your own chart and current transits, learn how to apply astrology for conflict transformation and repair, and take part in exciting, inspiring conversations with astrologers, artists, activists, and others working in the intersections of mysticism and social change, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Now, on to your horoscope. We're getting into Pisces season, Cancer, and this is February 18th through March 19th. Pisces is your fellow water sign, and Pisces is the place where the outer planet Neptune has been transiting since 2011, and where Saturn has been transiting since March of 2023. Um, Neptune and Saturn have very different orbital periods. Neptune takes about 150 years to orbit the sun. Saturn takes about 30. Uh, When they come together, It is an event, and we are about to have a Saturn-Neptune conjunction. Uh, In 2025, they get real close, but they don't perfect until 2026. Um, But over the course of 2024 and 2025, they are applying in conjunction, and they are in Pisces the whole time. But in 2026, their perfection of their conjunction will be at the very first degree of Aries. Uh, So as I talk about Pisces right now, I'm really going to be thinking about the relationship actually between Pisces and Aries. And in your chart, in the Cancer solar chart, this relationship is pivotal. It is of utmost importance because these signs hold the heaven of your chart. They hold the solar ninth and tenth houses. And these are places in the chart that deeply describe a sense of purpose and personal growth, as well as ambition and life path. Um, And so as we enter into Pisces season, the first week and a half or so, um, from the 18th until the 27th, um, we're working with a lot of what has already been happening in Aquarius and the sign of Aquarius in an Aquarius season. Um, As I mentioned in Aquarius season, the personal planets, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, we're moving through Aquarius. As we get into Pisces season, Mercury has already entered Pisces, but Venus and Mars are still in Aquarius. Uh, They're forming a conjunction with each other on the 21st, and they are both um, squaring Jupiter at this point. So there are definitely some big themes around this time uh, that have to do with your orientation 
to the future and to alchemical change in the realm of interpersonal uh, relationship and shared resource, as well as in the depths of your own psyche and psychology and your psychic capacities. Um, during this time, we have a full moon in Virgo on the 24th, and Virgo is Pisces, opposite sign. Um, later in the year, we are going to enter into uh, eclipse season, um, and then beginning in 2024, for the next year and a half, we'll have eclipses in Virgo and Pisces. And so the full moon in Virgo on the 24th is not an eclipse, uh, but it does bring in a kind of energetic quality to it that to me feels um, pivotal in the way that eclipse energy uh, sometimes can be. And so the first week and a half of Pisces season to me feels like big breakthrough moments, honestly, for you. Um, pretty profound understandings or new points of awareness around like, how do things work? How do things in the world work? How do things in your own life work? How do things in relationships work? And when I'm saying things, I am talking about systems. I am talking about coordination of patterns. So big breakthrough moments coming in in early Aquarius season. And my feeling is that these breakthroughs orient you in a clarified and refined direction. And for some of you, this will feel like a subtle confirmation and a kind of uh, registering of, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're moving in the right direction. And for some of you, this might feel um, profoundly shocking and in some ways. I mean, there's potential here for really big readjustments um, in path and direction. But I'm going to say that I think the majority of you out there have already been refining your path and direction and that this is going to uh, be a period of time that is energetically confirming these new directions. And then by the time we get to the end of February, there's a kind of it feels to me like you um, internally settle a little bit and it's like you're settling into a new direction that you have been already moving on, but maybe there's been some turbulence or agitation or unknowns or a kind of like acquainting yourself. And then by the end of February, something happens and it feels quite settling and February 28th, we have a powerful triple conjunction of Mercury and Saturn with the sun. Um, in Capricorn season, I talked about uh, moving into the year um, with a Mercury station direct on the very first day of the year. Um, but the first day of Capricorn season, we had Mercury's inferior conjunction. And on February 28th, we have Mercury's superior conjunction, and that coincides uh, with Saturn's solar conjunction as well. So triple conjunction in the sign Pisces, in your fellow water sign, uh, in a place in your chart that is called the ninth house, 
where Neptune has been since 2011, where Saturn has been since last March. And the ninth house is um, akin to the mountaintop. <laughs> this, is, this is the place where we are gazing at our own potential in some ways. Um, this is a place in the chart of wisdom and also the place in the chart of, uh, I'm going to say, faith. And what we put faith in um, and how we cultivate our intelligence and wisdom has so much to do with how we grow in our lives and the ways that we make meaning out of our lives. So I've been a little tangential. Sorry, I'm going back and forth between different ideas, different planets, but I want to um, circle back to 2011, Neptune entering Pisces, and just ask you to reflect on these last 13 years. Uh, Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces, and so their qualities are very similar. And when Neptune is in Pisces, um, especially for water sign people, this is a period of really profound spiritual development. And I want to say that spiritual development um, sure, it can happen while we are on meditation retreat and, you know, reading religious texts or sitting down on a meditation cushion every day or whatever. But I'm going to make an argument that actually spiritual development happens most profoundly and um, exceptionally in moments of challenge and stress. <laughs> Uh, when life is confronting us with what we don't understand and how we meet those moments. And so sitting down on the meditation cushion, going on retreat, reading the texts, doing the practices, that is all practice. That is all developing capacity for the moment when spirit is going to ask you to arrive. And I don't know, who this quote belongs to. I think it's Jackie Chan or something like that. And I'm going to misquote it because I don't remember it entirely. But it's something like, you know, in, uh, in the moments of, of greatest pressure, um, we don't rise to the occasion of what we want to be. We uh, fall to the level of our training or we revert to the level of our training. And here's an argument for having a practice. When you practice meditating every day, you practice regulating your own energy. In your overview of the year ahead that I gave, I talked a lot about regulating and co-regulating as being very important um, aspects of, re of relationship and your relational work uh, right now. And this feeling of regulating yourself inside of stressful situations being the actual spiritual path uh, is what is compelling me in this moment of reading your chart. And so in the invitation to think back on the last 13 years uh, to 2011, I'm interested in how you have developed as a spiritual being through challenge, through suffering, through intensity, through moments of confusion and profound loss. And in those times and spaces, what got revealed to you about the spirit of your own life, 
your higher self, your guides, guardians, ancestors, and helping spirits, what got revealed to you about uh, some kind of greater whole that you are involved with. Um, in March of 2023, Saturn entered this place in your chart and has been transiting here since. And as I mentioned, uh, in 2025 and 26, Saturn and Neptune will be very close to one another. And over 2024 and into 2025, their presence is bringing an emphasis on spiritual preparation and readiness for you to be stepping into a new um a new path in a lot of ways. Now in your year ahead overview, I talked about a 30 year cycle that will begin in 2026. And that cycle has to do with Saturn crossing into your 10th house um, and initiating a new journey of development when it comes to your path and your purpose and your work in this world. Now, some of you may not live for that entire period of time, but regardless of your age or condition or future conditions, this is a period that is asking you for clarification of intent. And the feeling that I have is that you are settling right now into the energetic purpose of what this new uh, pattern or phase in your life um, will be developing starting in a couple of years. Okay, that's all a lot of kind of like obtuse, <laughs> big information. So let me let me zoom uh, back in or back out, whichever way we're going to go to give us a little more clarity. Does the work of Embodied Astrology speak to you? Did you know that you can become a member? The EA monthly membership provides unlimited access to my weekly somatic space classes, where we work through gentle healing movement and meditation practices, aligning our minds, bodies, hearts, and spirits with the highest potentials of current astral energy. Memberships also include tea time gatherings once a month, where we debrief current astro together, share our lived experiences, and support one another through the seasons. Our basic membership also includes access to our private virtual community, peer-led study groups and affinity spaces, and a video and audio library with guided meditations and gentle movement practices. Learn more at embodiedastrology.com forward slash join. I'm also thrilled to announce that our 2024 and 2025 workshop and event programming at Embodied Astrology is now open for registration. Our new program begins with the vernal equinox and astrological new year. This year, we're interested in mobilizing our platform and community towards more active engagement with the work of world making. We're asking questions about revolution and transformation. We're using astrology to imagine, locate, and remember forms of power rooted in care and connection. We're holding space for what is and what can be with grief tending circles, queer time expansion experiments, planetary devotional practices, conflict mapping with constellation work and embodied astral support. We hope you'll join us for some or all of our offerings. Um, so February 28th, we have this triple conjunction Mercury, Sun, and Saturn in your solar ninth house in Pisces. 
And this is coming after Aquarius season, after a period of time that is really activating you to do the new thing, particularly in the realms of relationship and specifically in relational situations that resonate with fear, uh, especially a fear of doing what's unfamiliar. And so my feeling is that by the end of February, you are not afraid of some of the things that you have been afraid of. For sure, you still have plenty of fears. I know you're a human being. There is lots of stones uh, left as of yet unturned. But there are some significant spaces of bravery that you have um, uh, embraced, I think, or um, opened up to that have you dealing differently with your own psychology and especially in interpersonal relations. And then as we move into the month of March, um, my sense is, is that like you're on a mission. And this kind of settling in that's happening at the end of February feels like a spiritual settling in. It feels like you are hearing the call from your own spirit, from your own soul, or you are looking around the world and you're going, there's no time to waste. And I know what's important. I know where my priorities and values are. And so let's not <laughs> dilly dally, like let's get moving. And you simply do not have the emotional or energetic bandwidth to continue to invest in situations, and I'm going to say particularly relational situations, particularly situations that have you giving, uh, doing caregiving or comforting work um, that aren't moving towards the future. And so if you feel like you've been hanging out, like coddling somebody's feelings for a really long time, this is an example, and it's like, okay, we need to move on. I can't do this anymore. That's the sensation right now. It's like you're you're done with emotional entanglements that lead to nowhere. If you feel like you've been in a space of kind of spinning your wheels and energetic or emotional confusion and you don't know what to do because X, Y, and Z or this thing isn't figured out or that thing, da, da, da. It's like something is happening as we get into March that is allowing you to put something aside, to put something to rest and to move in a new direction. Um, I think for a lot of cancers, this is a period of time that feels distinctly spiritual. And when I say spiritual, take what works and leave the rest. Make the meaning that's meaningful for you. I am talking about something that is bigger than your self-concept. And I'm talking about uh, something that has an energetic kind of uh, quality or charge to it that you are connecting with and aligning with that is giving you motivation and, and cause uh, to move forward with. This is a period of time that um, humanity is asking some really important and I would say deeply spiritual questions. When it comes to values and what we value um, when it comes to the ways that we orient towards possession and materialism and resource. I think that this is a period of time in which materialists 
um, are needing to be brought back down to earth and out of their own concepts, um, where it is becoming clearer and clearer, if it was unclear for some reason before, um, that what is the most valuable uh, is the source of life itself, is our planet and its wellness, and therefore our interrelations and interconnections. I think that March is going to be a month that really evokes um, a strong need for empathy and compassion and emotional awareness of our interconnectivity. And in your year ahead, Cancer, I talked a lot about you being in positions of leadership and possibility modeling. And I think that for many of you, this is one of your times to shine. This is a very strong time for you to be uh, speaking up and speaking out, to be speaking from places that resonate with the intelligence of uh, inclusion and family and bonds and care. And when you can uh, use your energy and, and your mind, uh, your communication, your resources, and relationships, when you can engage with your life in ways that produce greater awareness of shared responsibility, of shared suffering, of shared involvement, um, you are really powerful in leadership at this time. Many of you are orienting towards the future and or you are working in group spaces. And the month of March is, a, is an incredible time for you to be doing the work of collectivity and dreaming. This is a time on earth that we really need radical dreaming processes. Um, one of the implications and, and symptoms of trauma, we're living at a time when there's so much historic and ongoing and pervasive trauma, uh, is that we lose our imaginations. We get stuck in survival loops and we don't have time, energy, capacity, or inclination uh, to imagine otherwise because we're simply trying to survive or fight against what is. This is a time that needs our imagination. Um, if there are any ways that you can lead imagination sessions or involve yourself with storytelling work um, or any kind of dreaming or collective dream spaces, this is such a powerful time for you to be doing that specifically and such an important time on earth for us to be uh, engaging with you in these kinds of processes. The new moon on March 10th until uh, the sun's conjunction with Neptune on March 17th, basically the last week of Pisces season, is a very powerful week for imagery and dreams and imagination and fant fantasy uh, to guide you in your own process and uh, sense of possibility and for you to bring that into collective spaces in whatever ways you can. Again, your collective spaces can be small or enormous or anywhere in between, but even just sharing space with one other person 
team of two, imagining, dreaming into what could be, uh, is powerful and brings potency for change into our collective and shared spaces. If what you heard in this season's horoscope resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. Get yours today through the sliding scale purchase link in our show notes or visit the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. Thanks so much for tuning in with Embodied Astrology. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Big thanks to Alicia Mauji, Joe Stewart, Ash Good, Ariana Sears-Putowski, and Gabs404 for making it all happen with me, Renee Sills. As Pluto moves into Aquarius, one of the main things to remember is that teamwork makes our dreams work. In the spirit of community and collaboration, Embodied Astrology is in an active transition to becoming a collective multi-voice platform. This year, I've invited four facilitators with whom I've been working for the last several years to join me as core faculty in co-visioning and co-creating an exciting, innovative, and totally unique astrological studies program. Sherry Taylor, Junata Petrus, Ramon Parrish, Gabs404, and I are interested in how astrology can assist us in realizing embodied healing, radical imagination, and creative collective liberation. We're inviting you to join us in our explorations in small or big ways. Our full program will be an immersive and life-transforming experience that takes place over the course of 16 months. And most of our offerings also have opportunities to drop in for one or just a few sessions. For more information and to sign up, check the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com.